It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, it is the Locked On Redskins podcast. This is episode number 207. Hope you're having a great weekend. And in full disclosure, this is now the third time that I have recorded this particular edition of the Locked On Redskins podcast. You don't need to know the details, but let's just suffice it to say there's been technical problems, and hopefully this sounds okay. I'll be able to test it, uh, and hopefully um, your patience will be rewarded. But uh, you might want to just say maybe I was using the wrong microphone. And it was a technical problem, and the sound quality just wasn't very good. So, very frustrating, uh, but we wanted to get together to tell you guys, for those of you that are unaware right now, that the Washington Redskins did receive a little bit of a, a, a good fortune, fortunate uh, break today on Friday from the NFL as it was announced that Reuben Foster will not be suspended for any games in this upcoming NFL season. Now... Reuben Foster was fined, and Reuben Foster is far, far, far from a forgotten problem. Let's just label it as that. Let's take you back through this for those of you that haven't been with us, because we've talked about the Reuben Foster situation and everybody's reaction to it for a long, long time since it first happened in late November, right? Very controversial decision. I'll start with this. On the surface... The Redskins took a very, very, very huge risk and a very big gamble and took on a lot of negative PR and a lot of controversy and didn't do everything right. But they, at least figuratively, won the battle. They had their faith and their risk and their gamble rewarded. Let's start with that. The other thing that we can start with for everyone that accuses me of being negative towards the Redskins all the time, because there's many people that do, maybe not on this podcast, but certainly in my other life as a radio uh, personality on 106.7 The Fan in Washington, D.C., uh, and nationally on or worldwide, I guess, on radio.com. And that is, it has always been a much needed and terrific football decision. So let's start with that. The Redskins had their faith, their risk, and their gamble rewarded on Friday by the NFL and Reuben Foster. It has always been a great football move. The only question was, was would he be suspended, number one? Would he be in trouble with the law, number two? And those two might be in concert with each other, but then again, they might not be. Uh, And they often aren't when it comes to the NFL. And number three, can he stay out of trouble? 
And as you know, right now, the charges were dropped in January. So that was a good thing for Reuben Foster and the Washington Redskins. Now, uh, the accuser, I, I don't know, and I don't really want to get involved. I don't know what her motivations are. Certainly, she has some questionable motivations, to say the least, and a questionable past. I do not know what happened. I do not know that nothing happened. I do not know that she made it up. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Nobody should ever accuse me or anybody in the media or any fan or any person of being able to reasonably tell you exactly what happened because we don't know. And I don't think the police know and I don't think Bruce Allen knows. Only, only Reuben Foster knows and only his on-again, off-again, ex, whatever she is, friend, girlfriend, whatever she is, Alyssa Ennis. We do not know what happened. Even though the charges were dropped, we still don't know what happened. Charges being dropped doesn't mean that there wasn't anything that happened that was wrong. Charges being dropped and charges getting dropped happen all the time for many different reasons. Does not mean, again, that the accused is completely innocent. It doesn't mean that they're not. It just doesn't mean that they are absolutely and definitively completely innocent. However, it stands to reason that whatever happened, whatever happened that Saturday night at the San Francisco 49ers team hotel that led to his release immediately the next morning by the San Francisco 49ers, a first-round pick less than two years into his career, that should tell you something. Whatever happened wasn't able to be proven or corroborated or wasn't severe enough to warrant any more investigation than already happened and already took place and already occurred. And again, they didn't charge, drop the charges until January. So there was at least a month and a half or so of investigation time. We don't know the resources. We don't know the man hours. We don't know the techniques. We don't know. But whatever happened wasn't bad enough, wasn't bad enough to lead to charges being uh, kept on the table and a trial and a conviction potentially. And it wasn't bad enough, quite honestly, for the NFL to say, no, 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 we have a smoking gun uh, just because criminally you weren't tried, prosecuted and convicted or found not guilty. We have a different level and we determined, however we determined it, that you did not do anything severe enough that is wrong. However, it should be pointed out a couple of things. One, they did fine him. So something happened. He caused a lot of irreparable harm. Uh, irreparable might be strong. He caused a lot of embarrassment and a lot of criticism for the NFL, the Washington Redskins, Bruce Allen, Dan Snyder, Jay Gruden, and one of its charter franchises caused a lot of embarrassment for the San Francisco 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch. A lot of problems, right? So we can't act like nothing happened here. Here's what I know. I'm 45 years old, and some of you might say, because I'm white, I don't live in the same shoes as Reuben Foster. And that is true. 
Okay, you can think that, you can say that. Here's what I know. I've never even come close to being arrested in my life. Never even come close. Ruben Foster has been arrested multiple times. He's already been suspended by the National Football League. He was sent home from the Combine. Ruben Foster has a multiple issues that he's dealt with. And I hope for nothing but the best. But the notion that the Redskins are completely victory, uh, vindicated, that they should be taking a victory lap, that they knew all along what they were doing, that they took unnecessary criticism is absurd. They didn't know. When they claimed him and they claimed him off of waivers, they knew maybe some things, maybe one or two things. There's no way they could have done a comp comprehensive investigation on their own from Washington down to Tampa. Now, I don't care who Bruce Allen knows and Doug Williams knows. I don't know if it's a bouncer or a manager at Mons Venus, the strip club. I don't know if it's a police sergeant on the 17th hole. I don't know and I don't care. There's no way that they could have had 100% of the story or even close to it and the facts at the time that they made a decision to claim him. No chance. Less than two days. There's no chance. So I think it is appropriate to say that the Redskins had their gamble, their risk, and their, and their faith rewarded. However, those that are spinning this, and there's a lot of this on Twitter and even, again, on the radio, uh, some of my colleagues on 106.7 The Fan, those that are saying Bruce Allen knew all along, Bruce Allen is ripe, this proves Bruce Allen, this means you hate Bruce Allen, anybody that criticized looks terrible now, how dare you? No, 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 no. Because when they made the decision, they didn't have the full facts. As a matter of fact, I know they didn't because they never, ever, ever would have put out the statement that they did. Answer the questions that they did in the way they did. Issue all sorts of stern words saying Reuben Foster will never play here if the facts are, are if, if, if it is determined to be true that Reuben Foster did what he's accused of. They didn't have the facts. They jumped the gun. They took a gamble, hoping that it would work out and thinking at the very minimum, if he gets prosecuted and convicted and or a, a year, they could cut him and it would, it was worth the risk. That was their choice. That doesn't mean that they knew all along. That doesn't mean that they were smarter than every other team. That's absurd. They took a risk. They were willing to take that chance. Congratulations to them. That doesn't mean that they knew right from wrong. That doesn't mean they knew all along. It's a completely asinine argument. Sorry if you feel that way. It's asinine. They knew very little. Otherwise, again, they would not have issued the stern words that they did back at the time in which they issued a claim. They would not have agreed with the NFL to put him on the NFI list or the, I should say, the reserve list or whatever they call that list. I think it's a little bit different than what Monte Nicholson was put on. He was, you know, injured, but it was his own. So... I, I guess the point that I take umbrage with is everybody celebrating saying, oh, see, Bruce knew all along. No, Bruce didn't know all along. Maybe Bruce made a phone call or two, and maybe he heard that there was a lot of hearsay. And look, it's been proven 
through all of the coverage that has come out of this, that Alyssa Ennis, Mason, Fo- uh, Mason Foster, Reuben Foster's on again, off again, friend, girlfriend, whatever she is, is not completely trustworthy. Right? So there's more than reason to believe why the Redskins would have taken this risk and this gamble. And they deserve praise for that. They deserve credit for that. But what they don't deserve credit for is those that are saying they knew right from wrong all along. They knew all along. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. In the last couple of months, yeah, they probably knew that nothing really happened. Nothing significant happened. They probably knew that. But at the time they made the decision is a different time and a different part of the timeline than today or a month ago or even when the charges were dropped back in January. All right, so I want to take a quick timeout right here on the Lockdown Redskins podcast, episode number 207. When we come back, we're going to talk about the on-field football fix, and we're going to read you the statements from Bruce Allen and from Reuben Foster about this decision by the NFL. That's next. Make sure when you get in your car, you tell your podcast, your smart speaker device to play podcast Locked on Redskins and check out the all new podcasting app called Himalaya, wherever you download your favorite apps in whatever app store you have. Personally curated playlists and make sure you can download Locked on Redskins or any Locked on podcast right here on the Locked on Podcast Network. I am Chris Russell. This is episode number 207. Thanks for being with us. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is episode number 207 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us once again. I am your host, Chris Russell. You can follow at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins on Twitter for all Redskins information and Redskins information only with a little sprinkle of the NFL, especially when it concerns the Washington Redskins. As well, you can follow at Locked On NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram. At Locked on NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram for all of your NFL team coverage, all 32 teams covered by all of our local podcast hosts and team experts. And you can follow me individually at WrestleMania 621 uh, on uh, Twitter, that is. Uh, but again, just a warning, that's not just for the Washington Redskins. All right, let's get to it. Uh, the Redskins, again, with a victory of sorts, however you want to label it, that Reuben Foster was not suspended. Now, I wanted to get to a couple of things here. The on-field fit, the future, uh, and as well the statement. So let's read you the statement by President Bruce Allen. Quote, everyone in this league is held to a higher standard. Reuben understands that his past actions have held, uh, have led to a lot of people to doubt him, and he is committed to doing the work necessary to earn the trust of his teammates, our great fans, and the NFL. The Redskins have put in place a comprehensive responsibility and accountability program to help Reuben be successful on and off the field. Elements of this plan include 
individual counseling, a structured living arrangement, weekly meetings with the club player engagement director, weekly meetings with our team chaplain, and targeted community service engagements. We have been very clear with Ruben that his past does not have to determine his future, but his responsibility, but the responsibility is squarely on him to change. Ruben must fully adhere to the plan that we have developed for him. Ruben knows that we simply will not tolerate any future conduct that is detrimental to the Washington Redskins organization or to the NFL. That's a key, and that's an end quote. That's the end of the statement by Bruce Allen. That's also a key uh, thing. What Bruce Allen is saying is not only, again, as we mentioned in our first segment, is an embarrassment and detrimental to the Redskins, but it also is to the league as a whole. And... I would just say this for all of you, again, that are taking a victory walk right now and saying that the Redskins have vindicated, the Redskins did no wrong here, the Redskins didn't take a risk, the Redskins knew all along. There is not a chance in H-E double hockey sticks that Bruce Allen is issuing this type of statement with this stronger wording if they felt fully confident that Reuben Foster was this beacon of, of light and that he truly was innocent and did nothing wrong. He, they know he's made mistakes. They know something happened here of some sort. They don't know exactly what besides what has been told to them and what has been proven, okay, or what has been revealed in the investigation. But remember, there were only a couple of people there, Reuben Foster and the accuser. The police weren't there. The Redskins weren't there. The San Francisco 49ers weren't there. They moved on immediately from a first-round draft pick that they had a top-three grade on that was a year and a half into his career. What does that tell you? Teams just don't do that for no reason. Again, the Redskins understand that maybe, just maybe, there was an issue here that wasn't that big of a deal on the grand scale of things. That's fine. I'm willing to accept that. I don't know that for sure. I have to trust that the authorities did a thorough and complete investigation, even though we know, we should know, that authorities don't always do what they should do and what they say they do and what they're charged with doing. And there's biases and there's all sorts of things, right? There's all sorts of loopholes. There's all sorts of issues. And money and power and ego and everything can make a lot of problems go away. But we don't know exactly what happened. All we know is what we know, which is the charges were dropped in January. He's not been suspended by the NFL. And the accuser stands out there. She has not a great reputation. Let's just leave it at that. Um, but clearly, some sort of incident happened. And here's where I'll just stay with this. Reuben Foster has to, in every way, shape, or form, keep himself away from her. And for that matter, quite honestly, any woman that there is a potential, I, you know, I, it sounds rough to say. I don't know how he's going to deal with that in his life. I'm not saying he can't date somebody or be friends with somebody. But what he cannot do is put himself in a position where anything can, like this can happen, where he can be accused, where there can be a mutual situation of violence or anger or anything. He cannot do that. Not when you have the track record that he does, period. But it was a strongly worded statement from Bruce Allen. So I give kudos to Bruce Allen on how he worded 
the statement through, I'm sure, public relations. Now, Ruben Foster also issued a statement on the same press release. Quote, I am grateful to the Washington Redskins and the NFL for giving me this second chance. I appreciate the support I have received from the league, my team, and my union to help me succeed. I want to thank Commissioner Goodell for the time that he has spent with me and for the uh, for his understanding of me as a person. I accept the NFL's decision and want to say I'm truly sorry for my past actions and the people who have been hurt by them. Going forward, I will follow the plan outlined for me and work hard to earn back the trust of my teammates, the NFL, NFL fans, and the community. I know that my success is all up to me, and I am committed to not letting you down. So again, Reuben Foster, fine two games, checks, not suspended. He and Bruce Allen releasing statements, Again, strongly worded statements. Kudos to to Bruce and Reuben Foster, and I hope nothing but the best. Now, the football fit. That's what we also have to focus on. As you know, from the very get-go, for those of you that have been with us, and I wrote about it at thefandc.com. I tweeted about it. Uh, put it up on the Twitter timeline, at Locked Redskins, at WrestleMania621. I thought this was a great football move from the start, long before we knew that for sure Zach Brown would be gone. It was a great move whether Zach Brown was here or not. It was a great move from a football perspective. I can draw the difference between football and life. Doesn't mean that life doesn't matter, but from a football decision right away, it was a great decision. The Redskins had a desperate need at the position. He's a three-down player. He's a former first-round pick who could have been a top five, top ten pick if not for all these behavioral issues. Let's see what he can bring. It's certainly better than what the Redskins have had. I can tell you that much. There's nobody as talented as Reuben Foster that the Redskins have had, and that includes now and in the past. Sean Dion Hamilton, Mason Foster, Zach Brown. There's nobody as talented as Reuben Foster since London Fletcher. And London Fletcher and Reuben Foster were completely different because London did not have the tremendous speed that Reuben Foster has and the athleticism. So on the field, I think it's a great, great football move then. And it's an even better move now. When we come back on the Locked on Redskins podcast, we will wrap it up. A couple of a one visit and a roster transaction for the Redskins uh, and a finishing touch uh, and the icing on the cake for Reuben Foster, not suspended by the NFL. Thanks for being with us. It is episode number 207. I'm your host, Chris Russell, right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for being with us right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. It is episode number 207. I am your host, Chris Russell. Uh, I want to send a shout out and a kudos to my pal J.P. Finley of NBC Sports Washington. He first broke the news that Reuben Foster was not going to be suspended by the National Football League. So kudos to J.P. Finley for that. Also, the Redskins... Uh, and, and again, just finishing up on the Reuben Foster situation, I would expect Reuben Foster and Sean Dion Hamilton to be the starting inside linebackers week one, assuming that Reuben Foster makes it to that point. Again, he's still got a lot of work to do. 
Um, you know, and they are not out of the woods on this uh, yet. I, I would expect Mason Foster is going to stay around as a positional backup to both because he can play both uh, positions, both the Mike and the Jack. Um, that's what I would expect. But it's possible that Mason Foster could also be whacked as well, and the Redskins could draft somebody uh, pretty high up still, despite getting this uh, vindication, if you will. Now, the Redskins did sign a linebacker on Thursday. His name is DeMarquise Gates. DeMarquise Gates, and he was recently in the Alliance of American Football. DeMarquise Gates, a linebacker, had 508 snaps in the AAF, now defunct, and he finished with a 69.1 overall grade. Here's the good news, an 84.6 run defense grade uh, in his time in the AAF. Here's the bad news. Eh, bad might be a stretch, but not great. 57.2 for a coverage grade. So DeMarquise Gates, a Redskins signing in again. No guarantee that, of course, he makes the 90-man roster uh, or that he makes the 53-man roster. There's no guarantee that he even is with the team on training camp. The 90-man roster and guys that the Redskins sign to the 90-man rosters often change uh, frequently uh, throughout the offseason. So we'll see what happens with DeMarquise Gates, who the Redskins signed uh, on Thursday. We gave you uh, the information uh, from Pro Football Focus I should, uh, is is who generated those grades, as they often do for a lot of the things that we do. So I uh, just want to pass that uh, along uh, to you. Now, Adam Schefter was first to report this. Washington, uh, the University of Washington, not Washington as in Washington, D.C., offensive lineman Caleb McGarry is visiting with the Redskins it's the second offensive lineman that I know that they visited with. Chris Lindstrom uh, from Boston College was one. Uh, but Caleb McGarry visiting with the Redskins after visiting earlier this week with the Green Bay Packers and new head coach Matt LaFleur, the New England Patriots, and Bill Belichick, Sean McVay and the Los Angeles Rams. And uh, then he came back to the East Coast to visit the Washington Redskins. So that's certainly interesting, some interesting teams that he is visiting. Uh, and, uh, you know, we'll have more on him and how that visit went and what numbers we can provide on the next episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast. We are out of time. Uh, thanks for being with us. Again, lots on Reuben Foster. Uh, good news for the Redskins. They have been vindicated. And we will say goodbye. Have a great weekend. Thanks for being with us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked on NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.